three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to Real Pineapple the Friday Night. Yay! This is Hunter. You did here. it. You did it. Yep, I did. This is Hunter here, and I'm here with Colin. Colin, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Uh, so, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this disclaimer out here. I currently, and you might be able to hear that little slight bubbling, that is me <laughs> refilling. That's me refilling my wine glass because I'm drinking Barefoot Moscato because I'm a classic bitch. And um, I'm going to tell you right now, we're reviewing two movies and I think the biggest, the the most interesting thing will be with which one I we I hate more. <laughs> <laughs> Both ways. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because good guys. So we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Welcome to Marwin. And this should be called Welcome to Marwin, parentheses, Steve Crow really wants an Oscar. Because I know, like, Steve, like, dude, Steve Carell, maybe the only other person that wants an Oscar more is Will Smith. Because Steve Carell really wants an Oscar. Like, he wants it so badly. And it's sad. Yeah, like. It's getting sad. You know, it's like, like, I don't know if. Carell wants an Oscar more, or if Urkel wanted Laura more during Family Matters. Oh, <laughs> dropping because, Urkel references on everybody's yes, face. Yes, sir. Because, honest to God, man, I was sitting there watching this, and I think what bugged me about this movie the most is I should have cared more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. Like, for what this man, for what Steve Carell's character, uh, Mark went through. Mm-hmm. I should have more emotional attachment. It's well, become a joke on the podcast, dude. I yeah. cried during Pat. I cried during Paddington too, like with a well, fucking CGI Paddington bear. Two like, is a great movie. It is, but I cried because of a of an anim- a CGI animated bear. And I'm sitting there watching a real person. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's playing, you know, with doll. Sorry, action figures. Pardon me, but I'm just sitting there watching this. I went. I I want to care more. And this movie is just not giving me anything to make me care more. Which bothered me more because they are they are hammering this home. Uh, so, to kind of talk about my experience with it. So, I watched like the first half hour of this at work on my lunch because uh, I, I hate myself apparently. <laughs> and so, I get home, watch the, uh, the other, the you know, 75% of it. But to promise that... Um, you rented it last night, I want to say. I rented um, it, yeah. I rent. I started watching it last night, yep. But the problem is the the rental was going to run out by the time I got a chance to finish it, so I had to rent it myself. So no, Steve God, Car- no, really. Yeah, oh, I was. Sad. Yeah, so Steve Carell and everyone made about twelve dollars at oh, least. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, so I started watching it yesterday, probably around I don't know, like uh, four p.m. something like that. So yeah, it must have ran out right before you were ready to finish it. Yeah, so, um, it, it really is. I I will say too, man. Um, it's a shame because there's a couple things I like about this, but overall, this was just such a waste of my time. I'm actually sad this didn't come out. 
in like January so I could make, put on my worst list for this year. It came out December of last year, so it's like, like it it dodged my fate by about you know thirteen days ish. Or, uh, uh, but dude, I, I, I this was hard to follow too. For something that should be so simple. I was like, there's no flow to this fucking movie. It's just, it all feels like jumbled. Uh, kind of your thoughts on it. Yeah, so when the movie starts, the very first scene, without explaining any kind of context, all of a sudden you're thrown into Steve Carell's like action figure uh, persona uh, being portrayed on screen. Going through this crazy, you know, World War II espionage type of mission, trying to rescue this, that, or the other thing, and getting away from Nazis, and the whole time I was just like, "Why do I care about this?" Yeah. <laughs> like the the whole time I was watching, I was just like, "I don't understand what this is. I know this isn't actually real. I know this is just all like allegory and symbolism, and it's just like a bunch of CGI people." flexing their nuts, being like, look at the CGI we can do, but this is all just make-believe. None of this actually applies to any kind of real story. And the fact that it just starts like that, and it's very long, like maybe even 10 minutes before you really get into like who Steve Carell's character actually is in real life, I was just sitting there finding myself going, like, why do I care about this character? Why do I care about any of these um, action figures? Like... It really, like, threw me for a loop to start the movie. And for the most part, I was just like, this is really dumb. <laughs> so, it, I, I'm happy you said that fluxiant's nuts, by the way, that made me. <laughs> but the, the thing about this movie is that... that so, something like... Uh, I would say something like, like Scott... like And I'll use Scott Pilgrim just in, as an example. Like, I got the CG blended in so well with, you know, the, the real-world aesthetics of it. Uh, something even like... And uh, the fight scenes in Scott Pilgrim mattered, too. They were, like, actually applicable to the real plot of the movie. Yeah, or, or something, if you wanted something a little closer. I mean, because I just watched it recently. Something like Space Jam. I have that on Blu-ray. I watched it maybe a week ago. Because I damn sure don't want to watch Space Jam 2. You hear that, LeBron? Don't make Space Jam 2. Sorry. Uh, but, but, but the real world blends in surprisingly well with the the cartoon uh, aspects of the movie. I was watching this, and it, I felt myself being taken out of the movie each time there was an action scene, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally that, that's totally understandable. I, I, I feel the same way. I, I think every time it switched to the action figures and the CGI, it was just like... Especially once the, the plot starts developing in the real world of the movie, I was like, oh, I'm actually interested in this now. Like... You know, uh, Steve Carell's character has amnesia because he was in this terrible, like, fight um, where he was very drunk and now he can't remember anything before the fight. Um, and this character is like, you know, the way he deals with his now horrible situation is that he creates these scenes with his action figures, dolls, whatever you want to call them. Um, which is like a very interesting story. And once it like starts developing into that part of the story, I was like, oh, okay, like I kind of want to know what's going on. And then it would just keep like jumping back into the action figures where, yes, I get it. Like that's his therapy. That's how he deals with like this horrible situation he's, he's in. But at the same time, I'm like, every time you're going into the action figures, like I don't care. Like <laughs> you're, just, you're just filling time with like these cool 
you know, quote unquote, cool, like what they think is cool as far as these action scenes. And it seems like it's trying to apply to like a younger audience. But let me ask you this. Did you think it was weird when they all of a sudden had like Steve Carell's character like watching porn? Uh, did you did you yeah. catch that? I was just like, oh, okay. I, like, so this is meant for kids, but like you just have him like watching porn like clearly in a scene. Like, what's the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I found that really jarring. It was very and, inappropriate. And to be completely honest, and I'm going to choose my words carefully here, um, I think this movie does a disservice to the LGBTQ community. And I mean that in the sense, because you find out that the reason that he was, uh, you know, that he was jumped is because he, he was wearing running shoes. They make a point to say that, but he says something, uh, what does he say? Like, uh, I wear heels, he, wear heels sometimes to capture like the essence of a woman, which I yeah. wear. He has a, he like, has a, he has a high heel collection. Yeah, which I'll be honest with you, as someone who's constantly been called, like, been asked, like, you're not gay, I, yeah, I, I felt that. Like, I mean, like, you, you, you've known me since I was 12, dude. You know I, I'm I'm kind of extra anyway, and, and especially with how I dress. So I was like, okay, no no problem there. But it felt like such a, how do I put this? It felt like such an afterthought, to be honest. Like, it felt like something that was added in, like, the night before they had to turn in the draft, if that makes sense. Like, it felt like they just kind of went, well, we want to go and put this in here because, you you know what I mean? Like, there was no actual flow. I I agree. I I felt like they were like, oh, yeah, this is how the actual story goes, but we don't want to make it the forefront of what the message behind all of this is because we still want it to appeal to, like, the Bible Belt in the South (laughs) type of situation. You know, I I bet that's kind of not far from the truth and, and, you know, you know what I mean? No, I think that's completely, like, right on the money. So, Mark is living, um, you know, he's living in his place. He's gotten, you know, he got the shit kicked out of him and everything. And he's really just trying to put his life back together. And, again, I'm sitting there watching where he's got, you know, signs saying, you know, turn off the oven and turn off the light and all this stuff. It's like Memento, but not nearly as cool. uh, That Holy crap. Yeah, that's actually like a spot-on comparison. Like, yeah. Dude, that would have been a good movie. If they did every all the action scenes were like black and white, and they did it like fucking Memento, where it was like recreating scenes from the past. Like he had these like haunting images in his head that he couldn't get out, but it was actually like the thoughts of him getting attacked. And dude, that's a better movie already. Fuck this movie, dude. I already just came up with a better one right there. Cool, and, that, and, that, and that took you like that took you under within under ten minutes. Yeah. Um, so, so I so uh, so Mark is li- living in his place. He's got all these notes and everything. And then uh, Nicole moves next door, who uh, across the street. Pardon me, uh, played by Leslie Mann. And I will say, man, uh, not pun not intended. Um, Let me Leslie tell you Mann's this, like, Leslie Mann. Um. <laughs> I really like Leslie Mann. I, I think she's a really underrated actress, and whenever I see her, I'm like, God, she's just she's just beautiful. Like she does have a screen presence, mm-hmm. and God bless her, man. She was trying in this. I, I felt like she was one of maybe like all the actresses felt like they were trying. I thought Steve. Well, Carell I thought Steve. Was, I thought Steve Carell was kind of trying too. You don't think so? Like what in his I, actual acting performances. So there's one scene near the end, and I know we're jumping around here, but just bear with us. So there's a scene at the near the end where like where he's in court, 
maybe yeah. the last like ten minutes, I went, okay, now he's trying. Everything else, I was just like, yeah, I don't care. I feel like you're just not good at this. And um, <laughs> well, I definitely didn't care. That yeah, doesn't I just, mean I didn't think he was at least like decent in like the acting portrayals that he was doing. Yeah, I I, I just didn't yeah. feel that. Um, um, That's fair. One one thing that was that, that I really wish they had brought up more. Uh, Nicole has this uh, this psycho ex, and I yeah, I can't such find a the dickhead. Good... No, he is like uh, he's so he mean is, to him the first time. Like he's mm-hmm. douche on douche on douche. Like he's fucking terrible. And um, and I really wish they actually would have kind of delved into him a little more because he he could have been like you know quite a villain but he's only in maybe like what two scenes maybe yeah and, and i and mean the main kinda... villain is the people that hurt him the people that he has to stand up to in court right yeah which it, 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 here's the thing man it, you put it perfectly you know it's a big allegory like as far as like the the, the figurines you know being his way to cope yeah. and him trying to better himself so through stupid. the figurines and, and, find, and find his confidence but but there was just a point where I went enough where I was like okay I'm seeing these figures more than I'm seeing him mm-hmm. and so when it flashes back to him and the movie goes oh you should feel bad for him I'm like well I don't really know him like you know I know his figures but I don't really know him as a character um also they don't say the town he lived in but this town just has this like really big like kind of like mom and pop hobby lobby where you just have all these figurines that's conveniently placed you know that you can just walk to i was like all right that's a little like a little on those but sure whatever and the the lady who works there is um merit uh uh weaver plays roberta and this is when i really started to go i don't like this like sorry i like it even less than i already do so there's a point where he walks in to buy, you know, like a new, sorry, not doll, action figure, because he's a man, uh, but he walks in to buy a new figurine, and she's like, oh, like, hey, my mom's cooking, I think she starts off with, like, uh, she starts with, like, pot roast, I want to say, and he's like, oh, like, I don't like pot roast, like, it gives me gas, or, oh, like, she could roast a chicken, and, you know, then I, I don't like chicken, oh, well, we could go out for sushi, and I'm sitting there yelling at the screen like, motherfucker, she's trying to ask you out. Just say something about it. And he's like, and he just completely switches the subject. I was like, wow, what a fucking dick. Like, I didn't understand what he had happening was fucking terrible, but you can't recognize that insanely obvious social cue. Like, really, you can't catch that? And she's being nothing but nice to him. And the fact that he just brushes her off like that, he went, oh, wow, let's look at the dick. You know, like, maybe you deserve that ass-whooping asshole. (laughs) Like, I just... Like, that scene really just rubbed me the wrong way. I... I, Tell me if I'm full of shit, please, but... Uh, no, I don't think you're full of shit. I I think that's a total fair reaction to it. Um, when I think about this movie and what makes me really frustrated with it is just thinking about the missed potential of what this movie could have been, which is... The, what this movie, like, the, the story, the background story of this movie is not bad. It's actually very interesting. It's like a, it's a very interesting um, kind of like h- human story about someone 
that happened, something so horrible happened to them, they couldn't remember anything anymore, and the only way they could get through it was like creating these scenes with these action figures or dolls, whatever you want to call them. Um, and I think the big miss that this movie had was that they were like, we're going to use pure CGI and just do it like a Pixar movie, like Toy Story. Um, where they totally missed an opportunity where they could have done something like the Lego movie, where the Lego movie is incredible. They do all of these like, you know, motion capture stuff. Um, or, or like something like if Wes Anderson was in, in charge of this movie, like this movie would have been so much more charming. There would have been much more care put into, um, you know, some actual like stop motion uh, animation with real life uh, action figures. Like, there was so much potential to have a lot more charm, a lot more like interesting ways in this in which this movie could have been executed. Um, and it just really bothers me that they just went the the cheap, lazy way. It's like Robert Zemeckis just doesn't even give a fuck anymore. Like I really don't think he gives a fuck. Like this is this old Hollywood dude now. Um, you know, he's done his Forrest Gump and his Back to the Future and his Castaway, and now he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And he's just like, well, we're just gonna do. Welcome to Marwin, you know, thinking it's going to be like the next castaway with Tom, Tom Hanks. And it's not. Like, it was such a lazy, bad job. Like, he should be ashamed of himself. And Steve Carell should be embarrassed that he went along with this. Like, Robert Zemeckis, dude, fuck that guy. Like, that guy doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I'm serious. That guy does not give a fuck anymore. So, so this is what's frustrating to me. I mean, he did... Uh... He did the Back to the Future trilogy. I will always, like, as a nerd, I will always be grateful for him for doing the Back to the Future movies and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Romance in the Stone. I'm just giving you a couple movies there. But recently, what he's done is a Mars, uh, Mars Needs Moms, which if you have not seen that, Dumb. do not see that. Um, uh, Welcome to Marwin, which is really bad. Uh, uh, Disney's A Christmas Carol. I did not like that at all. I thought that movie was shit on shit on shit uh he did house of wax he was a producer on that um gothica with halle berry you remember that shit um uh wow tales from the crypt presents demon knight back in 95 like it's been a lot of up and down with uh with with zemeckis and the other co-writer uh carolyn thompson it's fucking weird because she did black beauty which i really enjoyed she was a director and screenwriter he was a screenwriter on Nightmare Before Christmas, a screenwriter on Secret Garden, a, a screenwriter on Edward Scissorhands, and a producer, uh, a screenwriter on Adam's Family, and a screenwriter on Homeward Bound. I'm like, how the fuck, like, what happened between all those movies where this was the one where you just went, oh, well, you know, whatever. Um, a, a, a couple things I did like. Uh, I really liked uh, Janelle, uh, Janelle Monet. Which uh, I, I just I just love her in general. She was great in Hidden Figures and uh, her her music. She may be the most underrated uh, act, uh, musician working right now. She's just she's fucking wonderful. Uh, I, I thought like she her was too. cool. I thought she was cool in this, and she lost her leg in Iraq. She's and really pretty. Yeah, oh no, she's absolutely stunning, and she really does have screen presence about her. So when she's on screen, even if it's her dumb doll. <laughs> She, at least, I went, okay, she's kind of bringing a little something to this. And I fully admit, because she's absolutely stunning, uh, 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 I think I want to say it's Isa. 
Uh, no, Elsa Gonzalez, pardon me, who's in uh, Baby Driver. She was in uh, she was on Oh, Ken's, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was really good in this, actually. I was like, okay. Like, I thought she was really charming, and you could feel like she genuinely cared about Mark. Mm-hmm. But I think the big thing about the the, the women Was in she this with really... John Hamm? Was she the one? Y- yeah. She kept making yeah. out with John Hamm? Yeah. 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 L- lucky She's... girl. She got, she got yeah, l- lucky Hamm. her. Yeah, not lucky John Hamm. She's not, like, stunning at all. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But, I mean... But I thought she was actually really good in this. What's frustrating, though, is the big thing about the female characters. Because I know the first thing that so many people will go is, well, Hunter, it's got women, you know, protecting him. Like, is that empowering? The biggest problem with this movie, or, sorry, one of the biggest problems with this movie, is that all the women who interact with him have just bought bought into this whole him playing with dolls thing. Like, like, bought into it way too easily. Like, when Nicole moves in next door, she just happens to like the dolls. Like, she's like, oh, I collect dolls too. And I'm like, okay, come on. Like, like I like I can suspend my disbelief a little bit. But even I was like, come on, movie. Like, she's just like, she's buying in this way too easily. And the movie just goes, yep, she, she, she loves it. And it's like... She, she was kind of using them, right? Yeah. Like, I mean... Like, like she, once he, like... You're talking about Nicole Leslie Mann's character. Yes, sir. Yeah, like the the moment that he gives her the purple heart right at the end. Oh, and dude, she that like scene. she like has to be like, no, you're actually in the friend zone. I was just like, man, <laughs> you were fucking leading him along this whole movie. That's fucked up. So, as someone who's had that speech happen to them, where it's like, we're just better friends. It's like, oh, God. Like, it definitely took me back to high school. And I was like, oh, God. It's brutal. It, it was brutal yeah. because, like, the first thing she said was, like, get up. Please get up. And then he and didn't then, get up the whole time. Like, nope. credit to Steve Carell and maybe a little bit to Robert Zemeckis. But I really liked the idea that he didn't get up the whole time. He was, like, paralyzed with, like embarrassment of the situation he was in or whatever you want to call it, like just like the the dramatic nature of what was happening to him that he couldn't even get up he was still on one knee while she kept saying like was uh uh reject rejecting him right to his face i was like oh my god this is so brutal it's so sad so, so that was one of the few scenes that got a reaction out of me that scene i was like this is uncomfortable because i've been there um so quick segue uh, 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 when I was in eighth grade, or uh, going into high school, a girl who I will not mention, I what's her name? Like, oh, I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I not just say that? She, I was I, I was just trying to get you. Yeah, well done. Yeah, well, yeah. Nice try. But, but her name was what though? Uh, yeah, <laughs> her name is that shall not be named. Oh, and I, and I, and I basically was like, oh yeah, so you know, like it'd be really nice to see you. Like I, I really miss you this summer. And about five seconds of dead air. And so how was your summer? I was like, oh, fuck, that hurts. <laughs> so when, that's, that's so when he... Yeah, I'll do those rough. That's, and so tough. When that's he, tough. So when he went to propose to her, because he sees the purple heart in the store. Yeah. And I just went, Well, they oh, do the no. whole action figure scene first. And he's, like, describing yeah. it to her. And then he does the same thing. And I was like, oh, God, oh, no. She doesn't want it. Why? I was definitely freaking out. Like I was like, no. I was like, don't yeah, buy this purple heart. So like, like it's a very bad idea for you to own this. Yeah. And 
That, yeah, that's I, that, that's definitely one of the parts where I was just like, I definitely felt a lot of empathy for the main character. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. So I mean, like in that respect, like that scene, like I'll hand it to Zemeckis and Carell. Like they, that was all well done. I would say. Um, one thing I will say too, um, uh, Diane Kruger, who isn't in the, she's in the movie, but she's only it's her voice. She plays a, uh, uh, De- uh, Deja. Deja, she's like this yeah. witch, which I'm oh, gonna be honest. Dude, she you, scared the shit out of me in one scene. Yeah, one no, scene. No, all she, of a sudden, they, they were like looking at something, and then she was like, "Wow!" and she scared the fucking. It was shit a porn scene. It was a porn. The scene. porn scene. Yeah, she scared the fucking shit out of me, dude. Like it honestly made my like hair stand on the back of my neck. Yeah, so I'll give the movie credit for that. And Diane Kruger, I mean, she's, I mean, she's fucking amazing scared anyway. The fuck I, uh, out. But it was. But it was kind of haunting to have her as that almost this uh, this Christmas esque spirit sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, super saying. Yeah, it was kind of in that vein. Um, I'll be. <laughs> I just thought about this. Whenever I saw a scene with the figurines, I just thought of small soldiers, and I was like, "This is uh, small dude. soldiers." I, I think the I think the anime the, the CGI was better in small soldiers. I swear to fucking god. I agree, and I cared a lot more about the figurines. Yes, dude, Small Soldiers is by far a better movie than this movie. Yeah, honestly, guys, if you want, if you want to see a movie with figurines, what's that guy? Phil Hartman, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Or is that Toy Soldiers? I, (laughs) I, either way, but I'll be honest, man. Yeah, I was really like about halfway through the movie. I was sitting there, I went, yeah, I cared way more for the kids. Uh, here's, keep in mind, uh, uh, David Cross and uh, Odenkirk are both in uh, uh, Small Soldiers too, <laughs> which, which is really great. But yeah, I had a lot more attachments to the figurines in Small Soldiers than I did in this, and that's a problem concerning the subject matter. Um, I will say, uh, when Mark appears in court and he kind of confronts his, uh, and I will say too, when they do kind of flash back to Mark getting his ass whipped, uh, it's a brutal scene. And I went, oh, shit. I was like, oh, damn. All right. So there's maybe about 10 minutes of this movie that was effective for me. But 10 minutes out of a two-hour movie, I mean, that that's just not that's just not enough. So, I mean, wrapping up here... Um, The more I think about it, and just even talking about it here with you, man, the the toy, (coughs) pardon me, the action figure scenes, whatever, um, if you want to see toys interact and get emotion, watch Toy Story. (laughs) Like, honestly, I just, I was sitting there watching this, I went, I I don't fucking care, and I know the movie wants me to care, but I don't care, and again, if if I'm gay or bi or trans... I kind of see how they insert that into the movie very lazily, might I add. I'd go, oh, wow, what the fuck? Like, I'd be offended by it. And I'm not offended on behalf of the community, to be completely honest. Uh, I I just thought this was just lazy as hell. And for what was clearly an Oscar bait movie, and you cannot convince me different if someone tries to go, like, it really wasn't. It was. Um, I'm happy this just crashed and fell on its face because it didn't deserve to make any money. Um, I'm sure, I would love to interview the actual guy, because they show him at the end of the movie, and I'd, lo- I'd love to talk to him, just kind of, you know, from a, just, uh, you know, just an interview perspective, kind of get 
where he's coming from, how the figurines have helped him cope. Like, I would love to talk to the dude, but I don't want to see Steve Carell playing. <laughs> I just thought this was just really, really not well done. Uh, I, uh, because there were a couple scenes that I did enjoy, that I thought were well done, I thought some of the female characters were, uh, I thought they lifted this movie up when Carell really wasn't holding his end of the bargain up. I'll be kind, I'll give an F <laughs> instead of a go fuck yourself. But yeah, I, if someone brings this up to me again, I'm just going to go, God, I did have to watch that. And that's two hours of my life I'll never get back. Uh, yeah, so solid F. Call in your <laughs> final thoughts and grades, sir. That is generous, my friend. Let me tell you something. When I watched <laughs> this movie, when I started watching this movie, right when it started, there was nothing but these action figures, CGI, going on a, a random war mission, and it turns out none of that mattered. You know why? Because none of this movie matters. There's Damn. nothing in this movie that matters. Yes, Ooh. okay, so maybe the dude in real life, that's an interesting story, and I would watch that documentary about him. Like It sounds like he has a very compelling story, but this movie did him such a disservice. Such a disservice. Everything in this movie is utter shit. I'm telling you, <laughs> this movie sucks. The whole time they were doing every single action figure CGI scene, I was cringing. I was sitting there with my hands over my face going, oh my god, I can't believe they're actually doing this. This is so <laughs> bad. This is so horrible. There were some parts that were at least decent. I can't blame Steve Carell for everything. He did a decent job. Leslie Mann did a good job. Janelle Monet did a good job. There was people that did okay. It's not your fault. It's okay. I'm not singling you guys out. You did fine. But overall, and certainly Robert Zemeckis, go fuck yourself. <laughs> this movie yeah. is a goddamn go fuck yourself. I never want to watch this movie again. This movie sucks. Never watch it. And if you do watch it, just make sure you know that it's an utter joke. Don't see this movie. I don't recommend it to anybody. Okay, so I've only done this maybe... I, I can probably count on one hand. If if two, barely. That I've done this on the podcast in the four years we've done it. Uh, retraction. I'm changing my grade to go fuck yourself. Because, because honestly, dude, when I I, am, I was looking back through Zemeckis's, uh uh, filmography, and yeah, man, he should know better. He really should at this point. Dude, and, this movie sucked. And, and <laughs> this movie sucks. Yeah, and the fact that he just he he didn't. This would have been on my worst of hundred percent, hundred percent. It might be on my worst of for two thousand nineteen. I'll just make an exception. That yeah. <laughs> you you know what he actually did that I enjoy. He did the the walk. With uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, dude, Remember that, that movie's actually good. Yeah, and so and yeah, dude, only... I, like I'm not saying he's just bad in general, but like I feel like he's officially given up because this movie fucking sucked. No, that's that's fair, man. And, and just honestly, the fact that he again, it's not like this is his first film. He's been doing this for a while, no, and he has great movies that I love, but this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> nope that that's fair. So. Whew, yeah, this was this was not great. Yeah, don't but. see this movie. If you wanna, if you're curious, if you should see this movie, don't even watch it. It's so bad. Watch the first ten minutes, and then you'll exi you'll know exactly why you shouldn't watch any more of it. 
If I was hung over and this was on cable, I would make it a point to find my remote so I could change it. To <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, dude, that's that's big time right there. It's yeah, so like that, hard that, to get up when you're hung over and change the channel. Yeah, like like there's definitely been times I've been super hot. I'm like, uh, where's my remote? I would make a point to tear apart my room to find dude, the remote to change this. Fuck this movie. Yeah, this was really bad. And again, I know Steve Carell. Like, I we, we haven't reviewed it yet. We will. But uh, Carell is so great as uh, Donald Rumsfeld in Vice. So I know yeah. he can act. Like, it's not. Oh, I really love Foxcatcher. I thought he was great in Foxcatcher. Yes, he was amazing in that. And honestly, I think if he was going to win an Oscar, that would have been the year. Yeah, Foxcatcher. He was amazing. Like he was. That was Oscar cal- caliber. And even in this movie, he's not the reason it's bad. Like, he's fine. Like, in the scenes that are real-life scenes, like, he's fine. But the execution of, like, what this movie was trying to do was just absolutely a fucking failure. It's just an yeah. absolute mess. This movie's a mess, and it's an, it's it's just... Fuck this movie. It's terrible. No, that's, that's fair, man. So, guys, well, if you were unfortunate enough to see it, to see this... Uh, <laughs> I hope someone's we- watching this right now, and they're just like, I love... Welcome to Marwin. It was so sweet. And they're just like, I'm going to write real pineapple a mean letter. Like, that, you that's, just that's go fine. ahead. <laughs> yeah, feel, feel free to tweet us. I, I will we'll talk back to you. But um, let us know what you down in the comments below. You can like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Podbean, and Spotify at The Real Pineapple. You can go ahead, uh, go ahead and follow our sponsor, uh, uh, Stat Guy Studios. That's at S T A D S T A D T G E I S T dot studio, and use the code Real P twenty nineteen all caps for ten percent off your order. You're welcome, and you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First, and you can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this uh, next week we will have the premiere uh, episode of the Weekly Slice, hosted by yours truly. It's going to be a weekly show where I go ahead and just talk about what happened in movie, TV, whatever news I want to talk about. Is it a about. pizza reference? Uh, it, it, it's a it's a reference to pineapples, actually. Oh, like, a slice whatever. of pineapple. Okay, nice. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, one thing pineapple I will be talking pizza. I that. Yeah, that's fair. I, I do like a, I do like Canadian bacon and a pineapple pizza. Yeah, Hawaiian style. Yeah, Hawaiian style. I, I do I do like that. But uh, and we'll have a review up this weekend for uh, or next week for uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, which I oh, I'm so excited to review that movie. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.